Welcome to the Twan Cast. California's on fire. Yeah, California's on fire, dude. It's crazy. R.I.P. my man Riley Gale. The energy. It's in the air, bro. You're still here with us, bro. like a Thursday night right now. Just came back from a little trip, chilling with my sweetie, man. Had a great time, bro. I'm telling you, dude. It's crazy, man. The love is in the air. It's like a blessing, dude. It's such a fucking blessing to me, Taking it slow, though, you know what I'm saying? It's always good to be by yourself. Do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Do you learn you. Learn yourself, man. Love yourself. Because check this out, bro. You can't love nobody else if you don't love yourself. Much love to you. If you're listening, much love to you. This is podcast. I was in fucking Calabasas, losing Malibu. I was doing all the shit, bro. You know, it's like you go when you with the when you with Shorty, y'all be doing mad shit. But you probably wouldn't do. Shorty hooked me up with the little smell kit. She made me a little little scent to spray my room. Gave me the little incense. Gave me the little Palo Santo. That's love, man. What shorties you know be doing stuff for you like that, man? That's a, that's a hook up. Shorty hooked me up. Having a great weekend. That wasn't even a week. That was my weekend, you know what I'm saying? My little weekend off from work, you know what I'm saying? I got my man today. Got my man Freddie. Freddie Ruiz played in such bands as I wrote haikus about cannibalism in your yearbook. Punch. 625 band called The Rosen Bombs. And another band called Call So Loud. And then he did a song on Fantasy Beds, actually. That he did the beat for the Brett Michaels, Shawn Michaels. So my man is fucking crazy. Like talent is not the word, dude. I don't even use that fucking stupid ass word. That shit don't got no emotion to it. My man is fucking a beautiful human being, a very rare human being. Some of you just don't come across every day. So I got him on here today, man. And I got him here talking, bro. Having a chit chat. So go tell little bro, go tell big bro, go tell little sis, go tell big sis, go tell uh, uh, your, your non binary friends. We got one for the books, man. Living today. 
house, we have a plan. You know what I'm saying? You know? Stay away from these knuckleheads, man. Keep to yourself, man. If you hear me, if you hear me and you listen to one thing I say, man, keep to yourself, man, because these people are gonna get you in trouble, man. Stay away from these damn knuckleheads. Do you if your friends make fun of you about you doing something, man, fuck them, dog. Just go do you. Do you. And now, my man Fred. that I've been in. Um, okay. That's a lot. That's from start to finish, though. Start, yeah, start to, even like stupid high school stuff. Everything. That yeah, everything. everything. Okay. All right. So, the first band that I was ever in was called Disco Sasquatch. Sick band. And that... <laughs> And that was uh, when we were in high school in Antioch, California. And the people in that band were uh, Patrick Edelbacher, mm. Stephen Bruder, and Jeff Rady. Mm. And then, uh, so from there, I was in a, I was in a, that, well, okay, well, let me start with that band. That band was just kind of like a I guess a joke band or kind of just like a, a stupid high school band like we just you know when you're hella young and you're just like oh that would be hella funny if we had this name and sing about this stupid shit you know what I mean so we just kind of did that and we actually played a couple shows like house shows with like you know just people at our school like we just told everyone that we were gonna play a show and then like this person's parents weren't home so we like we're like there's like a gang of kids like going to this kid's house and then we set up and played in the living room. So it was like 30 kids there, which is pretty cool. They, so it was like an actual show. And then like, there was like no other band. So we like played the set like twice, mm. which is, uh, which is kind of cool, I guess. Like it's better the second time around too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> so it was like that. And then, uh, I don't know. It was like a, silly name but like i think if we took it a little more seriously or kind of knew about like a scene or something like that or was kind of plugged into something i think we could have probably played some some decent shows i guess so there's like that <laughs> so, so there was that and then uh after that with jeff who was in that band uh i started i started with jeff and um a couple other guys Juan and Daniel 
we started Rosenbaum's while we were in high school. Um, so basically, when that band started, um, I first met Juan in art class. And um, I started talking to him because um, we sat at the same table and I had like, I had like a white like button up shirt and I drew like the germs like blue circle on the pocket. Mm. And then he was like, Oh, Hey, did you like the germs? And I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. That you, you know about that. And he was like, yeah, dude, like this was actually when I first moved to Antioch, like um, was when I met him and that happened. But then like later on we started Rosenbaum's and then, uh, but yeah, but I, how I first met Juan was in art class and he saw that on my shirt and he was like, Oh dude, I got to introduce you to like everybody. Cause that's kind of how I met like, all of the like punkers from Antioch that were around um, back then. And then, uh, so then, yeah. So, well, shout out man, to I think, think was, well, that, yeah. He just, what, he just had the, the baby, little Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. That was wild. We've seen, yeah. well, we've seen him. The, Sh- the, the, yeah. Shout out to Juan. Yeah, shout out to Juan. Juan's a homie. You want? But yeah, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird to think about like the, the timeline and everything because it's just kind of like so long ago. But um, but yeah, we started that band in high school. We basically were just like all just trying to figure out what style of punk that we liked. So we originally wanted like Rosenbaum's to sound like uh, like the faction or like like Los Olvidados and like just like skate skate yeah we were trying to sound like skate rock basically because yeah. we because we skateboarded so we were just like yeah it's just like sing about skateboarding and like play fast punk I love that and then so we were just trying to like be like that like bands like that so um yeah so we did that for like for our demos it was that was kind of like where we the vein that we were kind of tapping into and then um and we just kept trying to like discover like new bands this was like right when like downloading like music pirating music like was first like like a real thing like everybody started to do it so we were just like okay let's like continue to just like dig and like find some bands and like you know just we just what was that soul seek yeah soul seek and uh Lime wire. Like lime, like lime wire, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so those ones. And then uh, just try to find new bands and new music and stuff. <clears throat> and then uh, once uh, we started kind of digging a little deeper, I forgot who found Spaz, but we found, we discovered Spaz somehow. And then we were just kind of like, we, we were kind of playing just like faster punk, you know what I mean? Mm. And then we like heard Spaz, which was like, the blast beats and just like the just the crazy fast you know hardcore sound and we're like we basically were just like what the hell is this and we just kind of like started laughing because like the because the blast beat which is like dude this, these drums like sound like crazy like we're just like tr- we're just like tripping off of it yeah yeah like like the first time you heard that kind of shit what was the first I'm sure you heard i don't remember what song it was but um Man, 
like when we first started listening to that band we're just like holy fuck like what is this and then like we started kind of like digging deep and like oh it's like a whole like genre of music Ooh. and then we were just we we're just like whoa this is like a whole thing and then uh we kind of just started digging into that a little more and you know of course we you know heard like all the 625 bands and stuff and then that's kind of like when we started to like change like you know started incorporating kind of like the uh, stops and the you know the the change-ups and, and the blast beats and stuff so um yeah and then i don't remember how we got in touch with max ward but um i'm sure juan or jeff what was that when rosenbaugh first started you guys were did you guys you guys didn't really even like did you did you play a lot in like outside of Antioch? Well, we played um I remember Yeah, we did play outside of Antioch a few so so we there was kind of like a like we played like a couple like weird like punk rock shows, like pirate punk affiliated shows with people that lived in uh like Pittsburgh before and then a couple house shows and then there was kind of like a uh there was like a, a weird there was like a weird venue in out there in the 925 uh called uh the epidemic and it was it was ran it was like ran by like some church but they would like let anyone play so like we played there and then like that was that band, that hardcore band that Scott was in at that time. What was it called? Boundary. I think yeah. they played. I I don't know if it was the same show. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember, but we definitely played there. And then like we were just trying to like kind of get our feet wet, just like playing live. And then uh, mostly it was just like house shows, like garage shit, like little setups or whatever. And then um, like you know when you're like a kid and you don't really like know how to really get connected, you know. Yeah, you just play whatever. Yeah. So basically like it was mostly it was mostly just like Jeff and Juan kind of like making the connecting the dots a little bit. So like I remember that we did start playing shows out in the city. I remember we played um we played at the Blazo and Blazo was still in existence. Mm. And then um That's how I know that's how you know. You, that's how yeah. you know. Cause you call it Belazo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know yeah. The younger kids yeah. call it submission. They're like submission, and I'm like, oh, no, shit. no, no, bro. That was, that was Belazo, bro. That was like the Did upstairs you shit. Like before Belazo. Oh, you know what? Belazo Gallery was actually smaller, and it was above, above the, the above the McDonald's. Bro, that's where we played the that's upstairs the room, the hella small upstairs spot, like back then, early two oh, racks. Great. I seen I seen Have Heart there, like one of the first Have Heart tours. When they That's just had the seven inch. This was just when the seven inch was out. That's amazing. All right. Yeah, so we, we, we played there. Um I think that might have been with Doppelganger. Ooh. Um okay. so we, we so basically what we did was we lived in Antioch. We would just like go to school and then go to Jeff's house and practice like every day. And then once we kind of had songs, we kind of like we knew some kid who had like a recording setup, mm -hmm. and then uh, we just he just re recorded our demo. So we had 
like like the files on her on on a computer for the demo so we would just go to like the walmart and we would steal like spools of cds or we'd steal uh blank tapes and then we would just record the demo on onto those and then once we started to kind of start actually going to shows we would just kind of hand out demos to like people that we knew or just like people that that we knew were in like bands and stuff and then i remember seeing doppelganger a few times and then we we, we kind of like you know i think i gave keith a tape from what i can remember i just remember just giving tapes to like just anyone and everyone that i could or like a cdr and we would like make our own like artwork for it and stuff and then oh, um, like a dude the cdr days are really like a like a forgotten art like before now people are like check out this link and then but like Oh yeah. It's crazy how how it went from a TDR to a USB oh, yeah. damn link now. And like how do you <laughs> really just get someone to listen to music nowadays? Like, like Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. I think kind of like our generation of bands were probably like the last kids to um kind of just TDR, huh? do like a like a small recording, like small budgeted recording and then just kind of you know get it all together like in someone's bedroom like just get get it old like a tape deck type shit and just record the shit onto a tape or burn it onto a cdr and you just kind of make your own uh your own artwork or whatever spray paint the cd or whatever you know yeah and then you just and then you just go to go to a show with like a stack in your bag and you just hand them out you know oh oh, i know this person's in a band oh this person's chill Let, let me give them a demo you know, and you just kind of, you kind of like hustle like that. And uh, that's kind of like the generation of hardcore that I, that I kind of like learned how to, that, that's how you hustle, that that's how you get put on is like you, you show up, you support, you know, the scene and you kind of just kind of talk to people and network and you're just like, oh yeah, I'm in a band. Check, check this out. Here's a, here's a tape. Here's a, here's a CD. So like, you know. I think I'm I'm sure people still do that, but it seems like uh, like it kind of changed up within a couple of years, which is not necessarily bad, but it's just different, you know. So um, so that that's kind of how we that's kind of how we started out, and then we um, wait, hold on, I want to say that I feel as if I was the fifth official an unofficial member of Rosenbaum's. Absolutely. I'd always be, I'd always be like, what was it? I would always get a ride with Jose to Antioch and then I would stay there like, and then I was, it was weird because I don't think anyone understood why I would come from San Jose to Antioch to hang out. (laughs) Yeah. And I would just go, I'll go there, stay at, uh, stay at, first I was staying at, um, at fucking Jeff or Juan's house. Yep. Then I then I would stop. Then I would start going with you guys, with you and Daniel. Yep. And then we'd like end up at like, what was it like, what Brian Warner's house? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. random. Someone's random. Yeah. That house. Hella random, dude. Antioch yeah. is so weird. And um, yeah, you definitely were an official member. All right. And uh, and, and Doug. What was that? Came to the seven inch recording. Yeah, seven inch. So um yeah, basically we just played a few shows. We played I remember um we did play a couple uh warm water cove shows. Um 
And I remember at the warm, at one of the Warm Water Cove shows, like we uh, covered a, a dystrophy song. And then one of the members of dystrophy was like in the like in the crowd and he was just like, This is this is weird. But like but but like for us, like yeah, like for us we like heard um like just their seven inch and, and the songs on that on that one comp. I forgot what, what the comp was called, but um Oh, I know what comp you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot what the fuck it was called. This so, yeah. I should pro- probably should have did some more homework but <laughs> before this, but uh, uh, good. This is this is what it's all about, though. This is literally yeah. like I made this pretty much. I want to make this podcast to talk to people and show people's history in music and how it all kind of makes sense of what made you basically the person you are now. You know what I mean? How Absolutely. Everything. Because right I had my homie. Uh, Adam on here and he basically he helped record like a bunch of K Records artists wow with uh, when uh, uh, when Calvin Johnson did the Dub Narcotic studio he was basically recording helping record helping Calvin Johnson record uh-huh. you know what I mean so it's just kind of like it's like things about people who are like oh there's this artist I like the music but they don't know that there's a whole whole history about them that makes sense that makes it right like a while no that's yeah that's so true a lot of people i feel like a lot of people make music and they don't really have a story but there's people that be having stories you got a story yeah that's true (laughs) yeah i got kind of like a weird story but um but yeah so i'm trying to get the timeline correct but like so yeah we played a couple shows we um some memorable memorable shows that we played. We actually opened for Limprist one time, which was amazing. That was in Watsonville. Um, that was that was really rad. Um, I think. What was that? That was a, that was a good night. I remember that night. Yeah, that was that was sick. I I I think it was kind of weird, kind of just being young and not really like knowing like where you kind of fit in in the punk scene, but like for some reason like. The South Bay, San Jose, and like like the like the kids out there, like you and 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 all the kids out there, like we kind of connected with you guys more. Um, we were just kind of more. Uh, I don't know. I guess we were just just on the same vibe, on the same wavelength. You know what I mean? So I think it was just easier to connect with you guys. Uh, kind of just like the other groups of like kids our age, like from wherever, like the the city or Oakland or whatever. We just didn't really like. There were some kids here and there that we that we connected with, but like it wasn't really like we got like linked into like the that that, that scene. Yeah. But I think uh, I think we kind of just had like. What was that? I was just gonna say that I think it's because we we both are people from the suburbs. We understand mm-hmm. each other. people mostly from the city are trying to run away from that suburban, you know, that suburban life and shit. You know what I mean? But like it's like. Yeah. I mean, damn, like. The suburbs is really where it's like you don't got nothing like the city, so you gotta go make something out of what you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of that's. I feel like this is where the most craziest shit happens. Like you know, and people take that what they got and they go to the city. And I feel like you kind of get sometimes some people get kind of just like they just assimilate with city people and they become city people. You totally forget yeah. about totally forget about like this fucking hunger they had to be a city person, but still you're in the, you know what I mean? 
And you can't yeah. really tell somebody in the suburbs because, you know, they're doing that suburban shit. I don't know, but... Yeah, absolutely. I, I think a lot of people from where I grew up, Antioch, I think they kind of just... Antioch is such a shitty town. Like, so just depressive, you know what I mean? That, like, if you make it to San Francisco or make it to Oakland or Berkeley, like, you, like, just made it in life. That's kind of like the... You know what I mean? If you stick around, if you, yeah, if you, like, stick around Antioch, like, you're, like, you, you fucked up. Like, something along the way, you know, is bad. Like, you've made a bad decision, and you're, yeah. now your punishment, your punishment is staying in Antioch, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, kind of, like, uh, so that's kind of, like, where we were at, too. Like, we just hated the, the town that we lived in, and we just had all this hatred for it. It was just, like, uh, it's, Antioch's basically kind of, like, a, like, a hick town. So there's just kind of like that that weird vibe, that like weird rednecky vibe, yeah. but it's like still part. It's still like part of the East Bay technically, and then like I don't know, it's just like a really odd place. Like some uh, somebody said that Antioch is the Florida of the Bay Area, which is pretty accurate, I think, <laughs> in yeah. my opinion. It's a wild place. I remember. Did I tell you that one time I was in not Antioch? Maybe it's Oakley. But I, I took the bus all the way from the, the BART to go hang out with Michael, right? Banana. Yeah. And yeah. I got off the bus. The first thing I see is a man uh, on a horse going to Safeway. Oh yeah, absolutely. That was the most that was the most <laughs> thing I like ever seen. Then I went to yeah. a party where people like talk shit about me behind my back. And then as soon as I turned around, act like they didn't see me. And I was like, what the fuck are these? These are some strange suburban people. Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's pretty whack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not trying to like harp on Antioch for too much, but like, but yeah, uh, it, it kind of fueled like our just drive to just actually like do something with, ourselves you know what i mean so started the band we were playing we actually got some some really good shows uh some some decent shows and like we we're you know we played a, a speed trials um after the seven inch on 65 came out we we got on a speed trials which was pretty amazing like we we played on the floor and then um i think that band um i want to say the band charm that band charm played i think from japan i think that oh, was that yeah. one but i remember it being the uh the one where Hatred Surge played uh -huh. their set, and then the singer from Insect Warfare just walked on stage, and they played the Insect Warfare set like back to back, and it was just like the whole spot just came unglued. It was just like was that Speed Trial? Like, yeah, or I, I believe it was Speed Insect Trials. They they are on tour. Hatred Surge, Insect Warfare, and PLF, right? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the timeline, but that's that was the scenario. Yeah. But yeah, like we, but yeah, like we got to play some, some pretty like interesting shows and I'm definitely not, uh, you know, doing it a, a service with my, with my bad memory, but. Um, oh, that was a fucking great band. And then you guys put out the seven inch on 65. I feel like that, that really solidified it. And because obviously but, they were sick as fuck. They were sick as fuck, <laughs> man, like. You can't talk about any Bay Area power, power violence without talking about Rosenbaum's. 
which is which in my opinion i was just like holy shit like when you say stuff like that i'm super like mad humbled you know what i mean like damn mm-hmm. like thank you but like at the same time we're just like we're just like some like shitty nerds from antioch like we were so like socially awkward, awkward. You know what I mean? we were, yeah we were, yeah dude like we yeah we were like so socially awkward like we had no idea how to like integrate with like a, a punk scene you know what i mean oh, yeah. like we just we everything was like on the fly like we were winging it the whole time you know what i mean but like we just kind of like saw you know what you know what i mean we're just like okay like yeah we like this so let's like see what's up with this or you know what i mean so it was just kind of just like you're growing up and we were in like high school age when all that shit was happening so um i don't know it's just when i look back i'm like wow we actually like did some shit which is like i really like appreciate you know 65 for even giving us a chance you know just like damn like like we were literally like some straight up like nerdy ass dudes like <laughs> like every release pretty much on 65 gotta be just some nerds yeah which I, and that's the whole that's the whole flow of the of the of the label so like it, it fit you know yeah. And uh, so, so, so it's tight. Like, and and the thing is, like, uh, yeah, like I think by the like we spent so much time around each other um, that you kind of just get sick of them. Like, you know, just like your friends with that that you grow up with. Like, you just you spend so much time with them, and you kind of just like depend on them for just kind of like, like that friendship or camaraderie or just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like the, you know, the, those are the people you spend so much time with, but then like you also get like super annoyed with them or you get super just kind of like, like you just want to just, I don't know, just be like, you know, fuck you, you're stupid. You know what I mean? But but, but it's, it's, it's like, it's like a sibling type thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, so I think by the time that the seven inch came out, like we were just not, uh, it came out and then we, we, we we recorded that seven inch with Craigums, oh yeah. Um, so in Alameda, which was a which was a really cool experience, and he he was stoked on us, and we're just like, damn, yeah, like, yeah, like sick, you know. And that then was, um, that was a pretty fun day. Yeah, yeah, that that was sick. And then um, but yeah. And then I get and and then, and the thing is too, like with me. I was just so scatterbrained and like, so all over the place. Like we, I know that we recorded for a, uh, a comp too, a compilation. Mm-hmm. And I just remember recording the songs. I don't remember anything about submitting the, uh, the songs to who, I don't even, it, it, it's a Bay area comp. Probably Jeff, Jeff. Rete. Yeah. Jeff was, yeah. Jeff was definitely like all, all about, you know, the being the connector connecting all the dots and everything like that too so then like so uh you know fast forward uh once that once we kind of stopped that um uh daniel who played guitar in rosenbaum's um i started hanging out with uh trey who ended up being the second guitar player and uh well he's basically we're both first and second guitar players and i wrote haikus about cannibalism in your yearbook but um so like that was kind of like rosenbaum's existed while the offshoot where i was getting in a different style type shit and then uh, i kind of basically just took daniel with me like yo play the drums daniel and then like me uh which is wild because that's his he never played the drums at all 
Well, he well he kind of fucked with like the drums like here and there, and he would like if we were like jamming like in someone's garage or whatever he he could hang you know what I mean. But I don't think he ever played drums for a band. Yeah. Uh, just like little projects here and there, or whatever. But like I think that was like the first time he like straight up played the drum. Like I'm the drummer in this band, and then and then going you know going back in the timeline like Steve who I was in Disco Sasquatch with. He would like me and him were like at one point like best friends, and even more of a, a splinter off. Like uh, we had a friend named Alex Johnson from that area, Oakley, Antioch, uh, the that area who who was a little like maybe like one or two old, uh, one or two years older than us, and he was into like um, he kind of introduced me into kind of like the like the emo like the true like like post emo indie rock kind of stuff and like kind of like the screamo stuff like he introduced me to like well all of us really like me steve who was in disco sasquatch with me and i wrote haikus about cannibalism in your book on bass alex johnson introduced me and him and daniel into like the i have dreams demo the i hate myself releases and then um like he was really into Sunny Day Real Estate. That was like his favorite band, like Mineral. Like he was just like into that kind of stuff and, and like Braid and um, just all the classic like like 90s, like emo stuff. And um, that, guy, that guy, he um, he taught me something that I actually use to this day. Hmm. He told me if you say someone's name five times when talking <laughs> to them, you'll remember their name that's and that's the thing that that, that's the thing about alex johnson super intelligent dude like he would read books like hell books he was the only like before like before the shit was like hella popular and just kind of the norm to do he would have he would have like the whole uh super nintendo sega genesis uh nes like video game catalogs on his computer like as the modules and he would just play them on his off, off his computer and he would link his computer to his tv and he would sit there and just play like old like v- like retro video games like off his computer because he downloaded all the modules like but before that was just kind of like a normal thing to do but like, people do that all the time now yeah but like he was really the first people i was like damn this guy's really like about like this computer shit and then um he was responsible for I wrote haikus to uh actually become something to just kind of be kind of like become like an actual like band that was like mentioned in that style was because of him because he actually he had a huge catalog of music and he was on soul seek so people would download from him all the time and then uh that was that's like the worst when you have a thousand people downloading (laughs) and like yeah (laughs) yeah i remember that (laughs) That was hell funny i mean like uh he had such a huge catalog of music but then he put our demo in his catalog of music so people were like looking for that style of music and he just kind of like slipped he like slipped us in his catalog so people were downloading our demo Mm -hmm. along with like all that shit so that's kind of like how it became kind of like a weird like internet thing yeah that's See, that's, that's the, that's the thing. That's why, you know what I mean? That's why I'm trying to do this, this shit. 
because I want to yeah. know. I want to know. Other people want to know how these things came to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty much how people like started to hear us. Like, and then uh, so we recorded the Haikus demo. So it was me, Daniel, who was in Rosenbaum's with me, um, Steve Bruder, who was in Disco Sasquatch with me, and just kind of like a longtime friend that we uh, would always jam or whatever. He was on bass in that band. Trey, who um, I met just through our group of friends. He went to Anak High School. We went to Deer Valley High School, but then we had like connecting friends that kind of introduced us to Trey, and then me and Trey really, really hit it off. Uh, Trey was into like similar music, and then we just kind of like would he played guitar. I played some guitars. We kind of like show each other riffs and then just kind of like built it from there. Um, so that was that band. So the demo was recorded by this kid named Chris Cicchini. May he rest in peace. He passed not too long ago. Um, I, yeah, he passed. And then um, in his house, his garage, his dad had like some recording equipment that he was able to use. And we recorded the demo. It was that eight song demo. And then, that was pretty much it. And then, then uh, that was the demo that, that we gave to Alex Johnson. He, he loved it or whatever. He was like always talking about it. Oh, this is so good. Whatever. And then he put it on his soul seek. And then he actually recorded, uh, Alex Johnson recorded us um, in, a, uh, in a storage facility, in the hallway of a storage facility in Oakley, California. Like we had a, a second crop of like demoed songs. Mm on from my Real haikus and then i was like maybe five or six songs uh alex johnson recorded us and he was like just a kind of a tech nerd and just kind of like a, a gear nerd so he recorded us on an adat machine and adat machine is a uh it's like a it's like a uh like a recording console but you use vhs tapes so it's it's kind of like in a way like a reel-to-reel -reel, but it's like basically just like a vhs tape that you're recording the audio onto and then you can edit, I guess it's easier at the time when it came out, it was easier to edit than like a reel to reel. Yeah. So he recorded like those songs on a, on a, um, on an, uh, yeah, on that thing. It was, it was just like so bizarre. But, and then like, we, yeah, we, we just re recorded the, the, uh, the, like the quote unquote unofficial second demo that I wrote Haiku's second demo on that thing in a storage facilities hallway in Oakley, California. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then at the time we had a MySpace and then all of a sudden it just seemed like people were just like really into the band. Um, yeah, people, I don't know. People were, uh, what was that? It was a big deal. People are super still super into that band. I, I would meet yeah. and then I would tell them about that band and they would be like, what? You know that band, like blah blah blah. And I'm like, you know that band? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that like, yeah. That's like, a, it, it, that's like a, if you like rare music, that's like a need to know. Yeah, thanks, man. Like it, I I I'm still tripping off how, how much people like it, you know. I'm just like, like damn. I want you to talk about I want you to talk about social <laughs> studies. Yeah. That was but, um, how many what how did social studies? What was that? Okay, 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 yeah. So so, okay, so with Alex Johnson, I was in two bands I forgot to mention. So Steve Bruder, myself, Alex Johnson, the guy who introduced us to that kind of style of punk or whatever, like, you know, whatever. 
And then this kid, Brian Warner. Oh yeah. Kind of a legend. Oh, kind yeah. of a legendary ho- legendary homie from Antioch. Yeah. Um, us four, we had a, a band before social studies called uh, what the hell was it called? It was like uh, I'm gonna butcher the name because I, I forgot it. It's like it's like named after like like a book or something like Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars or something like that, Gosh. or Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars, something like that. And that was kind of like a, a I don't know if you think of like kind of like at the drive-in ish or drive like Jehu ish with like but like screamy, mm. like that was that, that that's what that band sounded like. And then uh, we we kept jamming and we started writing more stuff that sounded kind of like uh, we wanted it to sound like the Get Up Kids or like the Promise Ring or something. So like as we started jamming, we started playing a little bit more like poppier and I guess a little softer or whatever. And then that became the social studies stuff. Um, and it's weird. I don't know. I just thought we played one sh- uh, social. Okay. 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 So yeah. Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. We played one show and that was at Rooster's Roadhouse. And that was, it, it was a fucking, it was, a, it was like a, it was a, a metalcore show. It was like a mosh show. So it was a, this band Shattered Screams that was from Antioch. And then uh, members from Shattered Screams went on to play in Hoods, which is kind of funny. And then, uh, and then uh, Suffocate, that band Suffocate from San Leandro. So played. you're telling me Suffocate and Social Studies played a show? Well, pre, pre-social studies. So it was uh, uh, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, which is like kind of like the proto-social studies kind of like screamy. Okay. type shit i don't know i don't know what we were trying to do but we played a show with suffocate the people feel and uh and what was that the people feel it no they hated us <laughs> they were like so they were so bummed out they're so bummed because like you know they're like super moshy and like you know and then uh there was like the the drummer at the time for suffocate like he was like moshing like super hard for like every all, all the other bands uh, oh yeah there is this band from i think they're from oakley california they're called one last one last Aurora, and they were like, uh, dude, they were trying to they were trying to be like fucking thrice like so bad, they wanted thrice? to be the next thrice. You know <laughs> yeah, no, thrice. I've seen thrice live. More, yeah, more than I'd like to say. <laughs> yeah, they they're trying to be like thrice and hot water music more than I'd like to like. Uh, actually <laughs> hot water music has some jammers though. Yeah, but they they wanted to be like. They wanted to be like the next Poison the Well, like so bad. Like they had the look down and everything, and it was just hella funny. Um, like that was back. That was back when like you had the small metalcore shirt, that the small black metalcore shirt with like the baggy jeans and the skate shoes. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And like the snake and the snake bites. Like they were definitely like they had that that look dialed in, bro. They were like super about it. Oh man, (laughs) that was such a time, bro. Like yeah. You can't even people want people can't even touch that. That's too that's no, too scary. That's too scary of a fit. Yeah, dude. They were like all about it. But, but like they were there that band wasn't that good. But um Yeah, so like we played that show and then uh that was funny, but like the at the time the, the drummer for Suffolk was moshing super hard and then like there was this girl that we knew she came to like hear us because we were like mm-hmm. homies with her. Yeah. And he hella like he hella hate moshed on her hella hard. And I felt hella bad because she was just like some like nice indie girl like oh yeah my friends are playing 
And this dude that? just like I for, I forgot her name. I think it was this girl named Royce, I think. But like uh Yeah, the the, the drummer moshed on her hella hard. Like she was like like it like if you remember Rooster's Roadhouse, it was just a small ass stage, right? And then that's it was like spot. a small Roadhouse, that's a legendary spot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Where, so, that's pretty much where like Bay Area hardcore like started. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Word. So like it's like the small stage. I mean that's like, like that scene, like that whole scene and shit and like the early Yeah. Days, yeah. So it's like the, the, the shin high stage and like the small like little dance floor and then like the bar seating around it. So like she was sitting at the bar and then he just like unrelentlessly was just like moshed on her hella hard. I just felt hella bad. I was like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but I can tell like he kind of, a couple of his like hands like connected. And I was just like, ah, this guy, this guy's fucking women, women give birth, you know. Yeah. No, no, I know that. I know that, but just like someone who just has, <laughs> you know. No, I, yeah, I know, I, I'm not saying like she like wasn't tough or something, but I just know that she had no context, like no mental context of like what these people were doing, and then some dude is just like punching her, and I was just like, damn, what the fuck? The whole I was like, all right. Show got soccer. Yeah, and then like, uh, we like set up to play, and then like, uh we kind of just had like some onstage banter and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I was like, si- like on, on the mic because I, I sang and played drums too. So I had a, like a mic up to my mouth. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, by the way, we sound nothing like anyone who played here tonight. <laughs> and then like someone in the crowd was like, oh great. They're probably emo. And I was just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then we played and then I don't know. It was just like, and we actually covered an I Have Dreams song uh, on during that set, which was dope. Did they mosh to that? No, nah, they were just like staring at us the whole time. Uh, the you whole time, I, they were they, they were bummed. That's if you get to stare. Yeah. Stare. yeah oh yeah. They if they stay yeah, stare. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you are staring at us seed. for sure. You planted the seed. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Twoncasters. If you like that one, hit us with a follow. Hit us with a review. Say at. You're doing good, bro. Do your thing. Or just don't say anything at all. You already know what it is. Hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friend. Tell big sis. Tell big bro. Tell little sis. Tell little bro. Tell binary. Non-binary. You already know. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just here, man. Loving life. I love doing this shit, dude. Just for y'all. Give me something to do, man. I can't just make music all the time. And I'll probably never make... I don't even know, man. I just sometimes... I just like to, you know... Set up this little conversations, talk about stuff, you know what I mean? That I wouldn't normally talk about. And then, you know, record it. Good little conversations. With the people good people I really think you guys should know. You know shit, bro. I'm just fucking... I just want you to open your mind, bro. Elevate. You know what I'm saying? Open up your mind. Stimulate your mind, Craig. Stimulate your mind, Craig. It's cool, bro. But yeah. Check back next week. 
next motherfucking Wisnik, we gonna have part two with Freddie Ruiz. California still on fire. Police need to stop fucking killing us. NBA doing your thing. NBA players doing their thing. Rest in peace, Riley Gale. Rest in peace, Sammy Winston. Rest in peace, Tim Butcher. Rest in peace, Will. And there's so many people, bro. I done lost so many friends, bro. I just got people dying, bro, but they energy still with me. It's really like, rest in peace, Pete, too, man. Rest in peace, Gus, man. You know, like, it's crazy. People be like, yo, man, love your friends, this and that, bro. Actually love your friends, dude. Don't just tell them you love them, man. Fucking go hang out with them and shit, bro. Like, catch up, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't just say, hey, man, I love you. Just remember I love you. What is that, bro? Go out, make memories with your friends, bro. That person's your frame, go make real memories with them. You know what I'm saying? Love them when they do good shit. Love them when they do bad shit, bro. It's it's about balance, dude. These fucking people, bro. These fucking people, bro. They'll try to tell you, bro. Bro, don't kick it with that person. They do this, this, and that, bro. Come on, man. Form your own fucking opinion about things. Please. If you learn one thing tonight today this morning form your own opinion get many hats go get a bunch of hats man new era fitteds bro invest in some new era fitteds invest in some white tees go live your fucking life man live your life for you don't live it for nobody else Go make memories with your friends. Go make some good memories, man. Go make some bad memories. Fuck it. Make memories, man. Don't everything don't gotta be good. Everything don't gotta be all bad. You know what I'm saying? And that's just T shooting from the hip, baby. This is the Twan cast. I really, I really like being here. I really like being here with y'all stupid ass niggas, bro. I really love it, bro. Turn up. Peace out. I love y'all. Bye.